What's going on, guys? Your host, George McKime, in the building. I'm here with my cohort in crime, man who has a face for radio, Steve the Animal Mitchell. What's going on, Straight Talk Wrestling fans? What's going on? Is this looking really good? The moisturizer is working. It's, I'm trying, man. You, you got rid of the best. Irish Spring Bar, and now the face wash is working properly. No, no, no. It's Irish Spring Bar all the way, man. It's still Irish Spring? No, it's never been Irish Spring. It's never been Irish Spring. You just brought that up yesterday, and I really wanted to make, make you believe that that was the case. I thought it was the case. I really was so No, no? not at all. This I, is all natural, man. I, all natural. This is this is oh. this is the way it is. I wake up like this every day. Every day. It's every not day. premeditated. No, not at all. All right. This is just the way the good Lord Jesus Christ made me. Oh God. All right. And as now we can introduce our special guest. We got another guest in the Stray Sox Studios who's gracious enough to come to us. Mr. Lionel Knight. Black what? Lavender, baby. Black, Black Lavender. Baby's <laughs> calling Black Lavender. <laughs> welcome, boys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm talk. so glad you guys brought me on the show. You guys have some pe- pretty cool people, and I feel privileged to be on the show. Thank you. That's cheers, man. Thanks yeah. so much. Well, you know what? It was actually interesting because a couple weeks ago we had interviewed uh, Jeff Cole from yeah. Shooting the Indies. Yeah. And we were still trying to get into certain modes and trying to figure out who was the next person we wanted to you know, really focus on and, and bring to light on the show. Because here on Straight Talk, as much as we are big fans of wrestling, we're also in the form of educating. We want to educate. We also have a lot of American listeners, so we wanted to educate them on the best-kept secret mm-hmm. in Canada, which is the entire Canadian indie scene. It is. Here is a scene that nobody else really has. Nobody. With a lot of hard-hitting, a lot of great wrestlers, great talent, great matches, great characters, great everything. Yeah. And then he kind of ran down a list of who we should attack next. And you were on our short list. Yeah. But once he was like, you know what, man? Lionel's really close. He'll definitely come out, no issue. I was like, you know what? Let's push him right to the top. Set it up, man. So that was, that, that was how that happened. Thank you, Gigi. <laughs> <laughs> That's my boy. So I guess the first question that we always ask, the one question that's standard for everybody when we start an interview. What's up? Everybody has that defining moment where they fell in love with wrestling in one form or another. When they knew wrestling was going to be a big part of their life. Do you remember that moment? Um, I had a few, like, moments where I'm like, okay, I, I feel like I could do this, but for me, the moment where I saw Booker T is when I was like, okay, I, there's a shot, because I, 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 I didn't really see any black guys in it that were, like, prominent or really pushed up there, so Coco Bieber was like, he was, he was Coco Bieber, like, he was good, but you knew he wasn't winning no titles, you knew he wasn't winning no matches, Booker T was, like, the first black guy I saw serious, where it was like, okay, he's actually, like, he looks like a contender or he looks like a future world champion and for me that was like the first real like deal second for me was Eddie Guerrero because like his, he was small but uh he got the crowd to hate him so much and he was actually really big it's just it sucks that WCW never used him but those two guys are like the first two guys are like okay yo I can that yeah I feel like I could do it because I was wanted to do it I remember seeing like Hogan and, and Macho Man Macho Man was like big to me too because he was smaller but cream of the crop, baby. Cream of the cream crop. Cream of the crop, right? You gotta, you gotta. <laughs> if you want to be good, you gotta, you gotta look at the best, right? So I, I used to always look at those guys, but it was more like, oh, that's cool. It's super cool. But then after seeing Booker T and Eddie, it was like, holy smokes! Like, yo, that's, it's possible, you know. And then Sean was like my third, you know, guy that was like, he's another small guy. So, so seeing those guys in the ring doing yeah, their thing is what gravitated Dean, you towards the business. Dean, Ray, <clears throat> um, Jericho. Like all the cruiserweights, you know, who I who you know, psychosis, all the all the cruiserweights were the ones. All the made. workhorses, if you yeah, will, of WCW. Yeah, yeah, the guys yeah. that were just supposed to shut up, yeah, go out there and have great matches. Yeah. But not get pushed anywhere. Not further. get pushed anywhere. And those are the guys I like because the matches were awesome. They were in the ring, they were smaller, but they were entertaining. Oh yeah, for those fifteen minutes they were on Nitro, yeah, they were nice. probably that definitely especially near the end, yeah. when everybody was a member of NWO. Yeah. Those guys were the uh, those guys were the guys that literally kept you watching. Well it's true, man. Seriously think about it. Every, everybody in the WCW roster at one point or another was a member of some of the W N- of the NWO faction. There's LWO, yeah. There was NWO, then there was like then there was the um the brief period where NWO black and black and red like dissolved. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, you had all the Spanish guys get together. Yeah, Ray yeah, took yeah, off yeah. his mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were all wearing like baggy hip hop pants. Yeah, yeah. All looking like extras from a kid and play movie. <laughs> it was just it was a weird. It was, it was, it was a great time wrestling, but you think rough. back to some of those moments and you're like, man, rap is crap and all that it, horrible it, it stuff they did. Yeah, rough. Bret Hart was the leader of the NWO at one point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bret Hart's a good heel, but leaders of the NWO, nah. Right? Yeah, exactly. It was a, it was a definitely a weird time for yeah, WCW. Yeah, Master P was there doing some other stuff. With some <laughs> All the No Limits soldiers. Yeah, I remember that? That was oh. rough. 
Remember you had a DJ in there? Crazy. Everyone forgets the DJ. Everyone forgets that they had a DJ, man. Yep. Like a wrestling show had a DJ. Like, uh, yeah, it was it was definitely a strange period. But in that time period, and all those wrestlers that you mentioned, Mm -hmm. is there anybody that or any match in particular that stands out to you as like one of your not? You don't have to tell me your all time favorite. If you have an all time great, I have a few. All right, let's go with top three. Top three for me. Yes. Uh, Halloween Havoc. Rey Mysterio Jr. against Eddie Guerrero. That was just unreal. Unreal, unreal. I watched that match, especially when I first started watching, like first started wrestling. I used to watch that match at least once a week, twice a week. It was, it was, I love that match so much. You know what I mean? Uh, another match, it was a Nitro match. It was, it was actually um, Eddie against um, uh, Benoit. Another classic. Another classic. And then the, 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 Seven match series between uh, Benoit and Booker. Those were those were always uh Yeah, the seven series. Yeah, yeah. yeah those were those were great matches. Yeah, but the one that stands out to most the most to me, like that top three for sure, I would say, you know, Ray against uh Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I I'm glad you mentioned Halloween Havoc as opposed to when they did it again in WWE where they were fighting for control of his son. Yeah. Custody of his son. I thought you were gonna mention that. No, I'm like, I hope he's not gonna no, mention that. that was no, another no. strange experience. The interview's over after that, right? <laughs> <laughs> right then and there. I'm sorry, Lionel, that's it. So what's where does where does the journey for Lionel Knight begin? So you we know that your influences, you decided that okay, I can do this, I have a shot. Where did you start? When did you get into training? When did you start training and who did you train with? Uh, the guy I trained with was a guy named Ted Herbert. He passed away. It was actually in Brampton, his school. And it was weird because when I first, when I was when I was getting ready to graduate high school, I got my last year, a buddy of mine, Dan O'Connor, Daniel Hampton, I'm putting you on blast real quick. Um, <laughs> he he and I used to like go to his house on lunch and like wrestle and whatever. And um, he told me about a school. He showed me an article about a school that was not too far from where we lived. And we just we were just like we just want to see the we didn't think okay we can like fully do this yet like I, at least I wasn't so we're like but I want to touch a ring I want to see a ring I want to touch the padding the post I want to, the ropes everything so we go down to the school and Ted was there and he uh, takes some our information and I felt good that this guy was like taking out I felt like a, like I was possibly being recruited for this thing right and uh, he takes on our information and then about a month later his son who was out in Europe on a tour came back and he called me. He's like, hey, I heard so much about you. I want to come. I want you to come down and talk to your guy. I, I really like to have you hear what I have to say. So I go down and he says, hey, listen, man, honestly, you got the right build. I feel like you got the right look. I'll, I'm, I'm willing to make a deal with you. I will give you the first month free because back then he was like $200 a month and then you had to pay a $500 down payment. He's like, you don't have to pay the $500. You don't have to pay the 200 the, 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 and your first month, your first month is free. So, you're basically getting away with $700 here. Just try it. If you don't like it at any point, you could quit in that first month. And after 30 days, it's like a trial period with Netflix, yeah, right? Yeah, You're not feeling the it content? Was, no, it pass, was, it yeah, pass it on, right? Yeah. So, first half hour, I was, I was hooked. It only took 30 minutes, eh? 30 minutes, man. And you still had an additional 29 days yeah, plus some hours yeah, to go. Yeah, and I, was, I, was, I, was, I didn't say anything. I was like, oh, I don't want to, I'm not sure. <laughs> you don't want to get your, you no, no, your cards. a little bit, man. You got to finagle, right? That's the key word of the day, guys, finagle. I'm so, always a man that looks for a deal. If I can get five bucks off something, I'll do, do it. it baby. I'll do it. So uh, I did that. I, I was hooked. And then, yeah, just nine months later, I was I did a show for UWA, and that was it. And that was what, what? When was that roughly? That was what year was we talking about? Uh, when I was training, it was two thousand three. Two thousand three. I started my. I started wrestling in two thousand. I my first match was for Steve Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was May nineteenth, two thousand and four. Yeah. We're talking fifteen years. Yeah, man. fifteen years in the business grinding. Yeah, man. I love I, it. And then my first match for U, for UWA was my birthday, June twelfth. Well, that's a great birthday yeah, present for yourself, so right? That's I and. It coming together like that, I felt okay. Okay, this should, this kind of cool. That is my my big matches or one of my first big matches is on my birthday. So I felt like okay, this is I felt like it was just like a sign kind of. So I just I just ran with it a little bit. Absolutely, you got to take those signs when they come yeah, out. Yeah, you know. What I mean? But in terms of so every wrestler, they always when they, you talked about the right build and having the right look and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But obviously, you were green. You didn't know much about anything. You didn't know no. you you knew you may have knew some of the basics, but not all of them. No. So in terms of going in and training. 
what were the one what was one of the first things that you wanted to learn right away and be good at like most guys are like i want to learn chain wrestling mm -hmm. most guys are like i just want to learn how to take the bumps and be comfortable in the ring and be learning how to move my body when i'm supposed to mm -hmm. and a lot of other guys are like nah man i want to get on a top rope and i want to do a 450 so what in your case was the one thing that you worked on right away to hone and to make sure that when you were in the ring with somebody else you're like this is this is my strongest point here my for me it was a high flying because everyone in my school was they were bigger than me you know nick watts went to my school steve went to my school there's a few guys big mike he went to my school uh big james was at my school uh there's another guy named scott he was is everyone's bigger than me you know what i mean to make like a half the guys who were smaller than me were like or the same size as me were like the teenagers <laughs> who fully who didn't fully grow yet so <laughs> they hadn't really matured yet yeah exactly you know what I mean their bodies hadn't fully got the growth spurt so so you had to work you had to work that yeah, extra just to be yeah. able to compete yeah yeah I felt that way and then for me because I did amateur wrestling in high school so the chain wrestling part I knew I would get down fairly easily because yeah the, especially chain wrestling and amateur it, goal it go hand, hand, hand. they had in hand and yeah. if you feel comfortable rolling around like that you'll pick it up pretty quickly so for me, I was like, I didn't really, I'm not saying I didn't worry about it, but I knew I would get that part of it pretty easily. So if I can focus on the high-flying stuff and the bumping and taking bigger bumps for guys and learn the psychology part, then I would be okay. You know, and that's where... That's actually interesting that you mentioned psychology part because we've inter interviewed a few wrestlers and not a lot of them have mentioned the psych psychological aspect yeah, of everything. Man. Because when you're in the ring, we've had endless debates yes. about this back and forth because we are... WWE guys. Not, I'm not gonna say we're just WWE guys, but we love we love the pro, but we also love the indie stuff. Yeah, yeah. We're big fans of both. But Steve and I had an episode a while back we did called F the Revival, talking okay. about the revival. Okay. I'm a big revival guy. Okay. I'm a I'm old school eighties wrestler. Team, man. Thank you. They're a great, great. Thank team. you. Somebody else in the world agrees with no, me. No, they're a great tag team. You can't deny them that. Yeah, yeah. They, they know how to cut the ring in half. They're great. My friend, my cohort here, my best friend, who's him is he and I, saying that they're bad? No, he's not saying that they're bad. Uh, what he is saying is very underutilized. Very underutilized. Okay. But also, Steve is a big guy on promos. I like promos as much as the next guy, but I'm more about the culmination, especially mm -hmm. in indie wrestling. You don't have time for the build. No. You can't go back and forth weeks in and weeks out. No, no, no. You really have to focus on the culmination, yep. and that's where a lot of psychological takes place. Because you can have all the smack talking back and forth, maybe even have a match or two in the indies mm -hmm. where you could set up a rivalry. Mm -hmm. But at that point, there's not a whole lot of talking. No, no, no. And nobody's gonna unless you nowadays with social media, you probably could. You, yeah, I was about to say you can get away with a little bit more. Like being the lead, for instance, they know how to like they use social media to get their story. Literally, just cut promos half the time. You know what I mean? But that's what you need to do. And yeah. Now, ten years ago, you can try that. No, you can never even try that. It would storylines would be lost. Now it's so much easier to keep up to date with storylines and keep them moving yeah. because you have Instagram. You have you can just take your phone, throw a quick video out of a promo or whatever you attacking somebody, throw it out on Instagram or Twitter or all of them. Yeah, and there it is. You know what I mean? The or like you what you and Leo Rush and you know certain individuals are doing, where you're taking the opportunities to literally create your character, yeah, just making up. your character straight online up. so that straight when up. people see you, it's, it's, you want you want to buy they're going to see Black Lavender. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So, and it's funny because I actually, it's weird. I'm I'm I feel like a caveman in a way because. I feel like I don't use social media enough. I Fair really, enough. I, I'm right there I, with you. Do you know what I mean? I feel He's like He's all over social media myself. Need to, we need to be more I'm like him. I'm not. And we do. We, we need do. to be more like you because honestly, that's a tool. That's I'm not going to lose my dimples. No, yeah, don't. Dimples. That's cute, man. Thank you. That's super Thank cute. You. Girls love that stuff. Yeah, that's right. That's why I, mean, I have a beautiful redhead wife upstairs who I love uh, to death. We've been together. Yes, we've been together. Yeah. We've been together for 16 years. <laughs> Married for 10. Yeah. yeah two dude. little girls upstairs. He's too. a bad man, isn't he? I like this guy. I, like I locked it down right, right away. Early. 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 I like we started it. dating at 18. I proposed to her at 21. Ooh. We got married at 24. No game. No game. No game. Nope. He was all in. All in from the very beginning. First time we saw this girl. Redheads, I don't know what it is about redheads, but I that's see a redhead, it's like, ooh. That's, your, that's, that's it for you. I know she's fine. She's going <laughs> to be a little crazy and I'm all about it. You I'm like that? I love it. You like it? I love it. <laughs> uh, what we We just got sidetracked. Let's just do a whole yeah, episode yeah, on my life. <laughs> no, we were talking about we're social talking media and how we, you got to yeah, go out there, right? Yeah, you got to do that. And I was... It's funny because I've been watching other guys, and it's like you know what they inspired me to do things more. Cause I know I'm creative. I already know I like to. I, when I was a kid, I used to like to like write stories about whatever. You know, what I mean? yeah. so I know I'm creative enough to do certain things that's gonna be somewhat entertaining. So I just yeah. gotta like take the initiative to actually do it more. You know what I mean? But seeing other guys do it helps me out. Brendon, for instance, Brendon. 
Albright, I mean, he the way he developed his character is awesome. Same thing with Pretty Ricky. Like, he, the way they're doing things and constantly yeah. with the promos and I, you can't help but want to, like, you, you appreciate that, you know what I mean? And you get inspired by that. So those boys, I got it. They 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 put the battery in my back and charged me up a little bit. So I appreciate them for that. Because that gave you a little bit of like, you know, of course. I, now it's now you, that fire was almost not to say it ever went out, but that fire, it, the engine started turning a little yeah, bit faster. You know what again, I mean? right? So it's yeah. like you just got to think of cool stuff to do with that makes your character. You got to add layers to your character, right? So you got to find ways to with Black Lavender. I got to find ways to add character, like layer, layer to his character. And what can I do to make things? Him, but funny. Because my whole thing is I want that character to be a guy who's, you can take serious, but he's funny. You yeah. Know what I mean, he, he gives you those moments where you can laugh and think back. Yeah, he can, he's definitely a, he's definitely a guy that you can see winning a title. You know, he's always a threat or, or a contender, but he's someone who brings humor to the table. He makes you laugh. He makes you have a good time at the same time. Yeah, you That's, seem like you're really you're really getting into you're coming into yeah, effect. You really seem to be coming into effect like that when you uh, got the match with Jody Threat, and you you really got the opportunity to stand there in front of a, in front of a girl and just, just straight up just uh, yeah. now, now mind you I'm sure that's not your first intergender match no 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 but at the same time though it's like that's where that character I noticed yeah that's where he's gonna that's where he's gonna blossom the most because Black Lavender's supposed to be the ladies calling Black Lavender no one calls him Black Lavender but yeah he called, he, <laughs> you know what I mean you, the ladies call but him he him. believes and he says that the ladies he's calling Black, Black Lavender, Lavender. Please believe, and there, at some point, there's going to be a lady that's going to be calling him Black Lavender. It's like the ladies' yeah. man. He always yeah. struck out on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. But then he had a whole movie about a smiley ass exactly. tattoo, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Guess what? He still had a movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> he did. Yeah. So, like, he had a movie and he had a public radio access show. <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, you know, let's, let's touch on your character for a bit because there's a lot of great things about There's a lot of layers. I want to use a line for Shrek. It's like an onion. There's plenty of layers to it. But tell me about the um, tell me about the inception of Black Lavender. Where did it Where did the idea start from? So uh, when I used to work at one of my old jobs, my because here's the thing with me, I hate seeing women do certain shit. Sorry, stuff. Um, I hate. Oh, you can swear. You're good. Okay. I hate. I hate to see women lifting heavy boxes or, or. Straining, I hate that kind of stuff. I, I, I'm from yeah. a single um, um, parent household. I live with my mom, so and I've seen the struggle she went through to deal with me and my brother growing up. Was God, not easy. God bless Mama Knight. Oh my goodness, she, oh, she, des- she deserves everything and then some. But I, because of that, I, I just feel I have this weird soft spot for women like that. Where so I'll, I'll constantly help them out and make a joke out of it, make it seem like I'm trying to. Especially when it's like women who are like clearly they could be my mom. This is what I'm talking about. I used to like flirt with them in a joking way. You know what I mean? Let me let me get your boxes for you. You can thank me. You know what I mean? Little things like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was funny because my manager ends up calling. He's like, "Yo," because he found out I wrestled. He's like, "Wow, you know what you should do? You should you should um, come out in a in a in a velvet speedo and call yourself Black Lavender." Like, That's just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never using that. That is so dumb. It's whatever. And then. Shout out to Lionel's old boss. Yeah. <laughs> he, so so after I left. Uh, I felt as if my, me as a whole was, I wasn't really doing anything. I wasn't really, like, yeah, there's like, oh, like, like you're, you're, you're decent at wrestling, whatever, but like. You just felt your character was very stagnant. It's stagnant, that it wasn't going anywhere. It's kind the of glass boring. ceiling was there, but you just couldn't punch yeah, through, right? Yeah, it was just boring. Like, I just come out, I fight people. And yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. For actually, to quote Holden Albright, you were at almost a level up moment, but you hadn't leveled up yet. Ah, oh man, is that what he said? That's what he yeah, said. That's what he said. He, he mentioned no. He mentioned about his own career. About yeah, no, but that's what he le- said. Level up moments. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. I told yeah. him I was going to steal it, and I did. Hold on, I stole it. I'm stealing it too. That was <laughs> no seriously. That's, that, that's exactly what it was. I just felt like I wasn't able to break through to the next level. It's like, man, and then it's funny because people were still calling me that. Like my buddies were. I told my buddies about it. And they were still calling me that. You know what I mean? I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. Like, I'm gonna do something. Like, yeah, and I'm, I'm just like, what can I do to to be different? I'm like, okay, well, I'm black, do rags. I wear them all the time. Let's throw that in there. That's a Booker T thing too, you know. Um, old school hard than me, old, right? Yeah, old school hard than me, you know what I mean? And then it's like, okay, you just get the if you just get the eraser fade. Like, <laughs> you know I, I, mean? I love the braids too much. Man. I love the braids way too much. I didn't want to copy Booker T. Cause I, I take so much of his stuff already. So yeah, and then let me guess, you I, saw Mark Henry, and it all went. It, no, it, no, no, no. You know what it was? You know what it was? The braids for me. It, I just, I just like braids since I was a kid. I had them right. as a kid, and then my mom cut them off because she just wanted them off. My mom's like a church lady. Boy shouldn't have braids, you know. She's yeah, yeah. School. 
So when I was like old enough to actually like pay bills, I got my blonde hair back. But um, no, I just wanted to like, so I started thinking too, and it's funny because the shirt, Nug is the one who actually came up with the design for the shirt. He actually made the design within like three, four minutes, sent it to me, he's like, make the shirt. And that was it, and I got the shirt, I'm like, okay, how can I, what can I do to make it different? I didn't want to just wear like a regular t-shirt, okay, let's cut the sleeves off a little bit. Yeah, throw some glasses on. Now I'm like trying to think of a son. Then what I want to do too, I'm like, okay, what do I want Black Lavender to be? I want him to be this guy who thinks he's a ladies' man, but he's not. Like a kind of like a Pepe Le Pew. You know yeah, what I mean? Kind of like a oh, that's a great analogy, man. You know what I mean? Nobody yeah, throws yeah. out old school Looney Tunes. No, man. But Pepe Le Pew was a gangster. He was life. gangster. He was. Thing, you know, you know what's bad is the fact that if he gets played on TV now, it's like the Looney Tunes movement's gonna like really come out of that because yeah, yeah. he's he's. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Even yeah. like Elmer Fudd yeah. trying to kill Bugs Bunny. Yeah, yeah. Like bad. that's, you know, kids can watch, you know, uh, YouTube with the uh, Momo stuff going on right oh, now. Yeah, I heard about that. But you can't uh, put Elmer Fudd trying to shoot Bugs Bunny. No, all you kinds can't of do that, man. All kinds of problems. All kinds of problems, right? man. Um, but. Listen, I show my kids old school Batman, okay? Do you? Batman animated series. I have all four volumes on my iTunes. Yes, you should, baby. I do. And Batman Beyond. That, Batman, show, was, okay. that show was dark. Yes, it was. It, it was, was dark. Wow, 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 wow. How old are your kids? Uh, I got a nine-year-old daughter and a okay. three-year-old. Nice. My three-year-old is obsessed with Batman in any form or fashion. Really? So I'm just waiting until she's about five and my wife's not here and I'm going to show her the Dark Knight. <laughs> I'm going to show her a little Heath Ledger. Yeah. <laughs> I like you. You want to see this pencil disappear? <laughs> I like it. I like it. But yeah, that's where it came from. I just want to be... And the thing is, I want to have fun. Because I feel like yeah. I wasn't really having too much fun. I wanted to... Be... You almost felt like wrestling at that point was work. Yeah. And that's when it stopped becoming work. a passion, right? Not even work. Because you... I'm having fun, but it's not. I felt restricted. I can't say what I want to say. I can't be funny. I like being funny. I like making people laugh. I like. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's this. I like. If I'm in a room, I want people in that room to have as much fun as possible before I leave. And after I leave, you could crack jokes. If you're still laughing after I leave, that's what. That's what's what I like. So, I want that character to be like that. You know, more entertaining and more fun. And then you could add stuff to him. You can. You can he can be a guy who can't take rejection, for instance, and he snaps on somebody. Or he can be the guy you end up feeling sorry for because he gets rejected too many times. There's so many things you can do with a guy like that. It's almost like that one point, you're just like, I just want one of these one of these women to give him a shot. Yeah, yeah. And somebody like, just give him a look, give him a hug. And, and, and realistically, that doesn't have to happen for a few years. That could happen for, that could take, a, that could go whenever. That could be your almost breaking yeah. point. Yeah, right it could there. be a breaking point. I just had enough. I've done everything. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> it and feels then, like that. Like I got a lot left in the tank. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, like you build a character that yeah. eventually somewhere down the line, you could make this thing last forever, for and then eventually, finally, there's the, the chick that the, the the turns heel on the dude, yeah. and then eventually goes back down Exactly, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it could be anybody. And I already have an idea of who I want to use. I'm just not going to say anything right now. Of course, we want to keep it a surprise. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. But whenever whenever you're good, I mean, this interview is far from over, but it's been fantastic. Whenever you're good, anytime, the door's always open. Oh, yeah, for you sure. You know I remember the Straight Talk fan, okay? I appreciate you guys, man. I appreciate you. All right, so let's, I just want to touch on a couple things. I'm not going to, you have so many titles and accolades, I'm not going to get into everything. Wow. But anybody who's out there could check out uh, Lionel's profile on cagematch.net. It's all there. But I want to talk about one that's really cool for me. Because I'm a big basketball fan. We talked about this before the show. Yes, but the current title you're holding is the Northland Wrestling King of the North Champion. King of the North Championship. And as we know, because we have the Raptors up in here, it's north over everything. North over everything. everything. <laughs> and Talk um, to them. And uh, how did you, first off, how did you win that title? And you've obviously held it for quite a bit of time now. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's a great championship <laughs> to hold. You're probably very proud of it. But yeah. how did you, who did you win it from? And when did that happen? I won it last year in February uh, in a... Oh, so congratulations. A full year? Full year, man. You're, man, you're in a little bit, right? man. You're, you're in a little bit. Days is champion. They want to brag too much, but... That's <laughs> pretty awesome, dude. I'm doing my thing, doing my thing. Um, no, I, I, I... It was a match against Jake O'Reilly and uh, the King of the North, Carter Mason. Mm. And he was actually the champion at the time. And me, he and I were best friends, and uh, I wanted the title so bad I turned on him. Kicked him in the ball twice and pinned him one, two, three. <sighs> Doesn't that suck, man? Kicking the balls twice, not once, twice. Talk about AJ Styles, who literally got hit in the balls for three months straight. Oh, man, that's brutal. His balls are much for sure. <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> it's all right. He got the big kick in the end. <laughs> so do you still do you still consider yourself, I mean, being in the business now, being an indie wrestler for the grind that you've been on for 15 years, mm-hmm. do you still find the time to tune in and, and enjoy, this, enjoy it still as a fan? Yeah. Yeah. And what would you say, which, yeah. like, with, with everything that's out there now, I mean, you've got WWE, but you've also got their undercard brands, which are absolutely fantastic, yeah. NXT and NXT UK. Yeah. Just absolutely amazing, very strong style-oriented wrestling. 
great characters, great charismatic guy that you would probably connect with because the character's semi-similar. Semi, I know you're talking semi, about. Semi, Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream. Dream. You know, I mean, there's a guy right there, again, much with, the, probably gave him a character, you're going to be, okay, your name's Velveteen Dream. Yeah. Well, what do I do with this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the first time he came out, I'm thinking, okay, it looks like he's a little bit of a cross between Prince and like a Rick James, mm-hmm. but I got to see where it's going from there. But the psychological aspect, yeah. the match he had with Aleister Black, just awesome. getting him to say my name. Awesome. Match of awesome. the damn awesome. year that year. Awesome. Tore the house down. For sure, for sure. And I'm a Johnny Gargano guy, mm-hmm. but him beating Gargano, because I know Gargano's going up to the main roster, yeah. I was completely okay with that. Yeah. And now he's tangling, now he's got possible feuds coming up with, uh, who's the other guy that's uh, trying to get in on the action for his title right now? They just had a little cross promo. I can't remember the name oh. right now, it's slipping away from me. Oh, I actually haven't caught up with NXT over the last couple of weeks. But yeah, the guy came out and he was... Is it, is it, did it happen this week? It happened, yeah, just yeah, past week. I, 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 I saw it on uh, WWE.com. Okay. But, I mean, again, like... Oh, Matt Riddle. Thank you, Matt Riddle. 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 Yeah. Dope. Bro. Dope. The bro, bro. Over the whole effing bro world. <laughs> actually, they, they they have a special on him on the network, the Matt yeah, Riddle Chronicles. It's actually that. really good. Yeah, so I just I feel for him and his wife though because they talk about the story. Literally, he was almost evicted. Yeah. And he really, if he didn't get signed to NXT, they were going to be out on their asses. Yeah. And thankfully, he got the contract right before, like a month before the eviction. Awesome. It's crazy how things fall things into place, right? Out, yeah. yeah. Fate's a fate's a crazy wonderful spectrum. But in terms of like all these great undercard stuff that's happening now, you got AEW kind of mm-hmm. percolating. We're going to see what they're going to do come May. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've also got and you got the great indie cards, but you've also got New Japan Pro, Ring of Honor, Impact, so much stuff. So, much stuff. So, much stuff. so in terms of being a fan, where is Lionel Knight when he does watch wrestling? When he takes time, where do you rest your hat? Who, I, do you, who do you focus on? I watch. I gotta watch NXT. That's for sure. Um, NXT UK. You know, two hundred five live. I watch it as well. Um, and the New Japan, you can't get enough New Japan. I yeah, I, I love that stuff. Man. Alpha versus Omega One. Shut oh, up, take my money, man. Goodness, man. What like, a barn burner! Like it's it's crazy. Even the cup, the 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 cup tournament they got going on. Like, I, it's, yeah, it's, it's nuts, man. Like you can sit down and be entertained the entire show. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's hard, and it's not just like, like like I said, like NXT does the same thing for you. You know, whenever when Velveteen comes out. Or when Undisputed comes out, is you know you're gonna see something cool, yeah, something special. Adam Cole, baby, baby. <laughs> like all those guys are good, you know. But NXT, uh, I like NXT more than NXT UK, um, and I like New Japan overall. New Japan overall. I'm New Japan overall. Japan. Nice. I could see that why being the way your style, the way you handle yeah, yourself, the ring. Right. New Japan would definitely be a place where you would yeah, fit. Yeah, yeah. That's what leads, I imagine. That's which leads to my next question. The next yeah. question. If one of the big brands would ever call, ooh, any one of them. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna throw them. You know, we already went over the names. Yeah. If any one of them were to call, where would you go, and who would you like to work your first promo with, like your first package with? Oh man, that's a tough question. That right? is, yo, we hit with a good one. <laughs> Shout out to George. You're going to do that. All right, he stole my question. He stole my question. Is that, is, that, is, that, is that true? I don't know if it's a stealing question. It's just the way the interview organically flows. You see how I'm, I'm using that to get me more time to think? Yeah, I see that. see that, right? Okay, I still don't have an answer. Maybe talk three. Maybe like anybody in that talk three. Okay, yeah, give us a two. Give us, give us really two or like three. Two. Yeah. I, I want on your mind that you would really like to run a program with. I'd want to work something with Velveteen only because the characters are similar. Yeah, and um, I think we could do some pretty cool stuff. This it'd be AEW man. I mean, that's the the new thing, and like I feel like it's gonna be something crazy, and I want to get on it in on it early. Yeah. Um, who I want to work a program with? MJF. Right on. Nice. Good choice. Yeah, I think you nice to do some. Actually, you're not gonna lie. I could see the just your charisma, the way you handle yourself. I think the talk. I could really see you going toe to toe. Yeah, with Jericho. Yeah, possibly. I wouldn't want to put myself up there just yet. But MJF is a good. He's he's so good at promos. He's so good in the ring, and I feel like he and I can do some cool cool stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like his character. The way he is and the way... I, I think we could pull some, some pretty cool stuff out. I think you could, too. Yeah. So, in terms of... Back to the indie side of stuff now, though. In terms of, like, the indie stuff and, like, the grind and the traveling and this and that, you've been working the 15 years. Yeah. You're not a rookie. No. You're not an up-and-comer. You're not a guy who's five years in. You're a guy who's 15 years in. Yeah. You've been through it all. The yeah. struggles, the ups, the downs, the highs, the, the lows. Pains. The pains. <laughs> the growing pains. My, my question would be, how, how have you kept, like, in these 15 years... 
of traveling here maybe one day and then you got literally maybe 12 or 15 hours to get to the next show which could be a six seven hour drive mm. possibly going on no sleep mm. trying to focus on keeping your diet getting in the gym working out all that kind of stuff how do you keep what's your mental state when you're out there on the road you don't how do you keep you don't you know, really think about it positive you just kind of do it you just do yeah. it yeah because if you think about it it even gets to you more right if you just say okay i gotta do this 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 and i'm good it could be 15 things but as long as you know after those 15 things you're good that's kind of like my way of doing it. Like, I don't worry about it until I'm way past the finish line. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. even when I was, like, working steady, it was it was, it was, was all weekend wrestling and then five days of work and then weekend of wrestling and then maybe I have a Saturday or a Sunday off where I get to relax and then it's back to whatever. And you don't really think about it because you're just like, okay, I'm young. Let me just do what I have to do because at the same time, you're having, you're having fun. Yeah. You know? you're having, and you get to... It's cool because you get to be... This person that these little kids that have had little kids come up to me like, I'm the coolest thing they've ever seen in, in, in the world. And that alone, that that alone is such a high, it carries you for like the whole week. Yeah. You know I mean, sometimes even too, especially if the kid, I've given out pictures for free just because the kid made me feel so good. I'm like, you know what? Usually I charge for that, but you know what? You made me feel so cool. Man, take that, you know? And, and, and that's kind of what helps you get through a lot of things you know what I mean then you get home you get to sit back and reminisce on a moment you had in the match where it's like I don't know it's hard to explain you connected with a fan or a funny moment in the match or a part where you improv that turned out greater than you even thought it could be it's just I don't know I can't even it's, it's, you can't put it into words you know what I mean it's just one of those things you just and because you love it so much it's not really a work or a grind it's just like something you do you know yeah. this, is what, this is what you do like when Mark Henry says that's what I do like we I resonate with that this is like that's what we do like it's legit like I'll travel with Josh or I'll travel with, with, with Albright you know what I mean or Kobe Durst and it's like he, they, they, they did you know a show on Friday a show on Saturday and then they got a show on Sunday and then it's and then if you even ask Josh's schedule this guy's booked from now to like the end of the year already you know what I mean it's just like how do you now think Okay, yo, I gotta do all those matches plus raise the family plus do this plus it's a lot of stuff. But because you're you're you love it and because you're like you know what, this is what we chose. You just it doesn't seem like this strain or you know what I mean. It's not work, like it's not real work. It's just like I'm sure with with, with what you guys do, to me it would be strain. But for you guys, it's like yo, it's that's kind of a grind. But it's what you guys do. It's what you guys love. I see how you guys are pushing it and like going above and beyond to get where you want to get because to you it's like a passion there so it's not going to come off like work it's always going to be like yeah it's something you do it's not really it's, it's part of you it becomes part of you wrestling is like, just like a part I of get you. giddy like when we got yeah. when we got an interview coming over like we'll he'll come over about a half an hour before the interview yeah. we'll shoot the shit outside we'll have a smoke yeah. we'll talk about it kind of like a pre-show meeting yeah. he'll come in he'll set up the camera stuff because he's fantastic with yeah. all this stuff yeah. I don't want to build his ego up too much I mean <laughs> he's, he's good you gotta build it a little no, little he's, good. Bit. He's, no good. Seriously, he's, he's good seriously he's good we're, we're, we're not friends anymore we're not friends anymore we're not we're family no we are we're brothers he annoys me we piss each other off we fight yeah. We fight like no end. Yeah. I'll tell my wife up there, oh, fucking Steve, yeah, yeah. piss me off sometimes. And I'm sure he goes home and he vents his way. No, but George never pisses me off. That's <laughs> bullshit. George is perfect in every way. Uh, well, you know what? I've always said it. I've always fight when you resonate. I like this. No, but it's, it's, like it. you're right. It, it, for us, it's, it's not a grind. For us, it's like I'm excited. And the fact that exactly, it's such yeah. a, we've only been doing this for, you probably think we've been doing this for five or six years. We've only been doing this for a year and a half. That's sweet. We're a year and a half in. That's sweet. And, Something like that. And this really, is, and this really, is really just us. Take the initiative, grind. First year, we try to find ourselves. Yeah. Second year, it's like, okay, That's game, game on. Once we're going to get everybody that we possibly can. Yeah. We're going to make all those connections. Yeah. And we're just going to keep grinding. Because we want to introduce... We, we we painfully hate losing the secret. Because yeah. we want to keep the secret ours. Yeah. But I'm all about educating. Yeah. All about sharing the great talent that we have out here. Here's the thing. You, you, guys, you doing this helps everything get better. That's the thing about it. You have, like People don't understand. You actually... Because, yeah, you're giving out secrets, but now you're educating the fans. So now when they go to the shows, they know what to expect. And they're not going to be thrown off by anything that they're not expecting. Like, they, yeah. they're more educated that way. You know what I mean? So you not guys are waiting for Gargano to show up in NXT or, you know, You know whatever what I mean? But that's then, not they're, just, then they're just learning about these Yeah, you know there. what I mean? But, like, it's hard to explain, but, like, podcasts, especially, like, these podcasts where they yeah. get to know the wrestlers and get to know how they live and what they do and whatever, it helps them when they get to the show understand things a little bit more. Hey, a guy might, might be tired, 
but he's still going to put on the best show possible. You might be, you guys may be able to see it a little bit more than the average fan because you yeah. guys are in it so much. Well, you can tell, okay, like, Lionel's off tonight because whatever. But they they will too, and because they will, it'll be a little bit easier. It's more forgiving. And then it's just like, it's a lot easier to still keep fans, you know what I mean? As fans. You know it's what I mean? true, man. Because people don't get it when they see something that happens with a botch, and then all of a sudden it'll happen where it's now you're on Botchamania everywhere. Yeah, and now everybody no, literally no. thinks you're the worst because no. they saw you once and no. doing something like that when it was like, God, like, man, the guy was just like, oh, tired it's, it's because it's of something that happened because he was just driving his for knee like could have been out. 12 hours. And his knee could have been injured or something. I've literally seen Michael Elliott blow his knee out. Literally seen him blow his knee out. And then. A few weeks later, I got to wrestle again, and he still yeah. wrestles. Yeah, you know what I mean. The man still wrestles, like, and he can hurt himself again. But because it's for wrestling, because and the thing is, there's fans who want to see, want to see him there. They yeah. understand that he might maybe had an injury a few weeks ago, so he might not be up to par. But and they're gonna forgive him if he's not up to par because they understand that yo, it's not just these these guys are just superheroes and they can just do whatever. If they make yeah. a mistake, I'm out of here. No. You know what I mean? It's me, yeah. me on a on a bad day, I'll take Michael Elgin at seventy percent over one hundred percent Michael because I still know that seventy percent is gonna give me. He's gonna 100%. give you one hundred percent, and this is yeah. like you can't. How do you? How do you? Not appreciate that. You, you can't. You can't. I mean, the last at the ritual show, he had a barn burner, and at the end of that match, one thing I love about our sport mm. that it's lost in a lot of other sports, mm. and it really is, is sportsmanship. Yeah. When two guys can go in a ring, tear each other apart for thirty five minutes. Yeah. And then you literally hear the fans embracing by saying these two guys or fight forever. Yeah. And then at the end, those two guys just share Shake a quick handshake. Yeah. Yeah. That to me is the greatest moment. That pay per view was solid. It was the nuts. ritual was it's it incredible. Was it was, it was incredible. Yeah. But that was one of the moments of the night for me. For you, yeah. It resonated with. Me. I bet right now talking about it, you get. Kind I of am. I'm not gonna lie. Because you know what? And even when even when even when Big Mike was like, I've been fighting in this arena so many times. I know you guys can get louder than the way you are right now. Yeah. Give me more. Yeah. And we did. And at the end, they both shook hands. You knew yeah. that that, hands down, was the sleeper match of the night. For sure. Go back and rewatch that. The tacticality, how they, the chain wrestling, the sequences that they did. That's awesome. Two guys that are well over 300. Yeah. Giving you everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Like, I was sitting two rows from the front, and I could see the paint. Yeah. Because when they're hitting the ring, they're hitting it hard. Hitting it hard, man. Hitting it hard. Hitting hard. So, just to go back to another question we talked about, because we were mentioning a couple of things about the grind and this and that, and uh, you mentioned in there about time, you know, you may have a Saturday off or a mm-hmm. Sunday off. Family. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're big with your mom. Oh, yeah. Does mom support you? See, <sighs> this is a touchy one right here, guys. <laughs> so, here's what happens, man. My mom loves me so dearly. She doesn't want to see anything happen to her son. She'd rather not watch it. Okay. She'd rather not watch. So and that's never, totally understandable. I, I get it. But has she ever... She must have seen... She seems... I've seen it. I've shown her, like, videos, matches, yeah. or whatever. I've seen, Obviously not, like, matches where things get out of control. You probably show her the safe matches, Safe right? matches. Safe <laughs> matches. Um, uh, I remember showing her when I first started training, I had a tape of a guy beating me, and he was beating me. Because James was, like, 6'6". Six, six. So when he beals you, you're going, like... Seven something in feet in the air. Yeah, <laughs> you're, he's throwing you. Yeah. And I was like a buck forty back then. So, yeah, not easy to throw. No chance for a not inside out bump. Is yeah, is it, you're guaranteed. I'm going on. So uh, I show my mom, and my mom's laughing. She <laughs> I was expecting to get like. You stop this right now. Yeah, you're kill yourself. I, I, I'm I, not, I, I, was, I was hoping to get that. She's like, oh my god, I'm not gonna bury my son. No, I was expecting that. She started laughing. I mean, belly laughing. <laughs> like, like worse than what you're doing. Like, right? like, she's taking like breathe. the rock, taking a stunner. She's, or something yeah, like she couldn't breathe. She's like, give me a second, let me finish it. Like, oh my god, she couldn't. Get, like the first ten seconds, she couldn't get past him. the first 10, te- ten seconds for like a good hour and a half. Like it was bad. Yeah, yeah. But then she finally watched the whole thing. She's like, Yo, okay, listen, I'm not gonna watch you wrestle, obviously. But that was funny. <laughs> nah, she she supports me like she wants me to do well, but she can't watch it. Can't watch it. My brother has been to shows. My cousin's been to shows. Right on. Um, but I try not to bring them all the time because when you carpool, you need all the space you can get. Of course, so, of course, absolutely. But, um, yeah, they, family supports me. Like I got a call from my, my cousin a few days ago. He's just like, "Yo, man," because he coaches out in Sault Ste. Marie. He's a basketball coach out there. He coaches for the college team. So, and he's like, "Yo, I inspired him." To continue, because he did, he played basketball and then he got the coaching job. And he told me if it wasn't for me, inspired him by bringing, because I used to bring him to my training classes when I first started wrestling. And uh, it was, if it, he said if it wasn't for me doing that and inspiring him, he wouldn't be doing what he's doing today. So, That's okay. so um, 
I buy it. You know what I mean? Like they support me. They support me in many ways. So. And that's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool, especially when you can hear that resonate from yeah, them. Like, yeah. Like you know, you you showing you going out for your passion. Yeah. Made him me go out for fulfill his. mine. Yeah. You know. What I, I mean? couldn't so. be a coach personally, no. even in a peewee league, because no. I'm very I'm much like Nick Nurse. I will be up in your face, and I, will, I have, I have done it at many sporting events. When Chris Bosh left the way he did, yeah, and he came back, my wife got me seats two rows behind the Miami Heat bench. Ooh. I heckled him every night to the point where by the third quarter, I had three security guards around me, really, and they were waiting for me to say something stupid. Okay, okay, you but I was that. just heckling the way yeah. most guys. Were, oh, oh, so you join LeBron? So you sh- you get rid of the dreadlocks? Hey, now you shave your head? <laughs> you try to be tough? No, I know who you are. Hey, I know who you are. Do you know why he left though? I know that I know that he wanted to win a championship, and you get a chance to play with Dwayne Wade and LeBron James. Why aren't you going to jump ship? Plus, right? he he also said he also said um, he didn't like the fact that he, every time you left and had to come back, you had to deal with Canadian customs, and sometimes you'd be in there for three, four hours. And he's like, he couldn't take it. And then there's a guy named uh, John Salmons. He was playing. I don't remember. He's a free agent, and he was. We got him in the Rigay deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. we tried to sign him before that. Mm-hmm. And, and he wouldn't go for it. He went to Chicago for less money. And that's what made Bosch say, okay, I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. Yeah, and, and you know what? Time heals all wounds. Now when he comes back, I'll sit there and I'll clap. But at the time, I was in a Ranger outfit. I don't blame you. I don't blame I'm you. like, bro, we were on the cusp of something great. And you just had to go I, boogie. I don't blame you because diehard Raptor fans should be doing that to him. 100%. He did to Vince. And Vince is way... He's hands down. Vince put us on the map. Exactly. And we did it to Vince, so anybody else can get it. Yeah, but now even time heals all wounds. I see Vince Carter come back. I'm oh, like, I, we love him. We love him. He's our guy, but we had, we had to give it to him. We yeah, to we had to. Him. Yeah, you have to grind somebody's You got to grind him. So that actually leads to my next question. Sweet baby. Nice little segue, right? I like it. Fans. Sometimes you have fans that understand and appreciate the business like us, mm-hmm. and sometimes you have fans who just mark out on a regular occasion. Yeah. Fans who don't, who never break kayfabe. Yeah. If you're a face, they'll love you. If you're a heel, they'll hate you. Have you ever had an altercation or an incident where a fan, where things got a little bit too out of control? Yeah. Where yeah. they just started being ridiculous? Uh, a few fans tried to fight me. Like, out, like, after the show? Like, they were like, oh, I'm away from you outside, like, in the parking lot. It's funny, I was in Cleveland, I was wrestling a guy named Hobo Joe. Of course you were in Cleveland. <laughs> of course that's where it went down. <laughs> I was in Cleveland and uh, but big up to OBE Ohio over everything. They 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 sweet. But um, so I, I had this match against this guy in Hobo Joe and I don't know. I was I was talking a lot of crap to this one dude. He's you could tell he's like on roids for sure because he was outrageously big. Like there's no way a human being can be that big. And uh, his girlfriend was sweet. She was hot as fuck, like smoking. And he's <laughs> talking all this shit, talking all this shit. I'm like, you know what? I'm like fuck this guy. <laughs> Honestly, fuck him. And I'm like, you know what? I go if we. I, I said something like, yo, if I, if I ever get your girlfriend, if it's for even five minutes, believe you me, she's gonna feel like it's all night long. Oh, well and, done. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, you want to say that shit to me? And outside, motherfucker, he's just cussing, cussing. And it's funny because it's a TV taping. <laughs> it's a TV taping. And this guy is cussing. Security's trying to stop this guy, and he's just like, he's just this, this. Oh my god, just ruining it. And uh, yeah, they're like, okay, Lana, you gotta wait. Because after the show's over, like, like you gotta wait to make sure that everything's that good. And it's funny because Gigi actually came with me to that show. That's the, that's the weird part. It was me, him, uh, this guy named Hiromi, one of the um, Ultimate Dragon students. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the fourth guy was, but it was four of us. And uh, yeah, this guy wanted to absolutely murder me. It was, it was pretty crazy. And there's one time in UWA, a fan. Okay, have you ever seen the clip of Chris Hero getting to a fight with fans? Yeah. Punches yes. Punches. Okay. Yes. So that that fan, that group of people, very interesting about that. One of the, one of those guys was actually in the Olympics or something like that. So they were like regulars, like, like no, they weren't regulars. They like, weren't regulars. Okay. They weren't regulars. One guy was the one that gets punched by Chris is a regular. Okay. His buddies, one of them is I don't know. He's supposed to. He has some kind of contract. I don't know if he's supposed to go. I don't know. He's playing for. He's some kind of athlete. Some yeah. kind of athlete. So they're out there. I get that was the night I wrestled Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn, right on. I ch- I charge at him. He 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 back bodies me into the crowd, and it's supposed to be him then diving over over the the guardrail line to me. So I take the backdrop. I land on the ground, and I see this boot that just comes right across my face. I mean, it, it comes down more than once, and it was dude. It was, he literally stomped my face like a bunch of times. But they were so rowdy that day. So by the time the match with Chris Hero came about. 
was too much. It was next level at that point. Yeah, because wow. they, 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 it's funny because it's M-Dog against Chris. They go to the outside. They're in the area where those guys are. And M-Dog chops Chris. And then the one guy chops Chris in the back. Chris turns around, like, thinking it's M-Dog. And then the guy chops him again in, in the chest. And then Chris just starts saying, you know what, fuck this. Swan on him. And then, yeah. And, and then those guys were saying, because Chris hit him, that Chris is racist. Oh. It was crazy. I'm like, you got. And here's the thing. Yeah, I know it's racism and everything, but that's like, I hate when 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 people just throw that out there so quick. Oh, racist! Like, how the how the fuck? So if you hit me and I hit you back, I'm racist for defending myself. Yeah. How does it work? You know well, I mean? it, it's it's day and age that we live in, unfortunately. No, this is ten years ago though. Yeah, but I'm saying that yeah. those are on the cusp of everything. Yeah, true, else. true. Then true. you got now you got everything. You got everything out there. Like literally, you can't half the shows that we used to watch. When we were kids. Mm-hmm. Can't kids, kids can't watch them now. Nope, not allowed. Pa- parents will be all over it. Not That's why you know WWE went from the Attitude Era, yeah, Aggression Era, right to PG. Have to switch because quick. there's not you, there's no room for error. People complain about the Super Bowl halftime show if it's too over the top or if it's too safe. It's dumb. It's horrible. It's Janet Jackson's boob shows up. Like who cares? Maybe yeah. one person who hasn't seen the TD in their life. Seriously. Maybe one. Seriously. Right. Everybody, you've seen even side as babies, boob you've when all you're seen like eight even years old. Even as babies. You started seeing side boob at eight years old, like <laughs> the, seriously. Listen, one of the first things you see in your life is titty. Right? Because you <laughs> see your mama's titty. <laughs> <laughs> right? So one of the first things you see in your life is titty. Leave Janet alone. Leave Janet alone, man. <laughs> Leave her alone. Titties matter. Titties to the I to the dumb T S to the E to the I. That's titties. Hey, mom, baby. So I'm glad that you you clarified a lot of that. I'm because a titty, like, man. Black lavender is a titty, man. I'm glad you clarified titties. Not I like one. booty, but I'm a titty, man. That's a sound bite for sure right there. I'm, I'm a titty, man. You listen to Straight Talk Wrestling. I like it. I like it. I like it. How are you? Yeah, man, I'm glad you clarified the, the Chris Hero thing, because uh, seriously, the way it looked to me whenever I watched the footage back, and I saw all the comments, and I saw everything that went down that night, and it really did. It looked like it was just really bad hecklers that were just, like, and totally going off. Shit. But and, isn't it funny how the end does Deserved that? everything that they, they got. They deserved everything. Here's the thing. They fought, they fought Josh Prohibition. Let me stop my face. And then they swung on Chris, and then Chris swung back. It's yeah. funny, because it's funny. So, the next show after that, Chris... Is on the next show, and we all were like, "Yo, if any but any fan, we're so pissed. We're like, if any fan, we don't give a fuck who it is, we're all diving on him." Yeah. And sure enough, those same fans came back. Yeah. <laughs> and Chris comes out, and it's, it was so weird. It was almost like the match didn't even. I don't even remember who Chris was wrestling. Like the match could, didn't the, even. The matter. match that Chris had didn't even matter because yeah. it's just like okay, Chris comes out. And as soon as he gets, he's kind of like making his way around that corner. He corn. fucking sees them. He's going to stand up. <laughs> and it's like the crowd's like, holy shit, this is it. And like, yo, fuck the rule. It's going to be crazy. It was nuts. And then Chris kind of like blows a kiss to the guy. And he's like, fuck you. I'm going to kick your face. He was snapping. Just snapping. But here's the thing. We were That's all awesome. on stage. We were all on stage. I won't lie. I was rolling up weed. But I was getting ready to throw this shit away just in case shit was going to go crazy. Yeah. And. No, everything went, went and everything was cool. Yeah, I don't remember. Like I said, I don't remember who Chris was wrestling because it didn't matter. We're like, he could have been wrestling himself. Yeah, if that guy, if any one of those guys jump in that ring, we're gonna. But so, see, you probably had some fans in that not building that night. We're probably like, man, this is a work. Maybe these four guys they, are gonna they, be they, they probably did. Every there, you probably, probably had some fans did. who were super marking out, not yeah. knowing how real the heat oh, was. They had no idea. And, and then you go to the comments. Ago, I probably would have been one of them. No, you go God, to comments and you see all the crap that people write. And it's like, you know, this two minute clip does not clarify the whole situation. No. You can't watch this two-minute, three-minute clip no, no, no. and expect to understand everything that happened. No, those guys were nuts that day. Those and guys were, like, absolutely uncontrolled. And that's the fans that disrespect our sport. Yeah. Who don't yeah. understand the trials and tribulations you guys go through. When you're putting on a show, every time you guys step in the ring, your life is on the line. Yeah. It is. You've got to be right across the ring from a safe dance partner who's going to get you through the match, who's going to kill it with you, yeah. but you're going to be safe yeah. so you can get home safe. that night. Yeah. And they don't understand that. That's no. because that's because there's one word for those fans: flat out ignorance. Yeah, they're bitches. They're pieces of shit. I, I to me, it's one. It, it's funny because I hate when fans try to. Uh, a guy at the last Destiny show tried to do that, where he tries to like they basically try to like be the center of attention. You don't ever in your life, if you respect wrestling, try to take attention away from yeah. the guys in the ring. You don't try to say things too funny that gets a crowd. 
You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it distracts the crowd from the match when these guys are busting their ass in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? If if, if you want to be entertaining in a, at a wrestling show, get in the ring and do that shit. Mm-hmm. But don't try to sit comfortably because you paid whatever, and now you want to just say funny what you think is funny. To be honest, most of the time you should get punched in the mouth for that. Well, I, was telling, I was telling Holden in the interview we did with him, I was telling him about when I was at the ritual. I was yeah. sitting behind yeah. or in front of these two guys. Yeah. And every five seconds, no matter who it was in the ring, they would say his name and then attach the word Styles to the end of it. Mm-hmm. So it was like, Josh Alexander Styles. Yeah. Or Blackcraft Styles. Yeah. George Jasper Styles. Yeah. And at one point, I just turned around and just raised my arms. I'm like, listen, guys, I get it. It was maybe funny for the first half an hour. Yeah. But now we're two hours in. And I'm, and I'm, I don't want to hear you anymore. I, want, I, I came here to watch this. Yeah. This is what I'm about. But here's the thing, too. Those guys don't have girlfriends, right? Right? More than likely they don't have a girlfriend. They're definitely I'm saying, I'm you, I'm you, when you want that much attention, you probably don't have a girlfriend. Seriously, there's no way. There's no. There's no possible way. No, man. But I'm glad you brought that up too, because so. like that's that's a real problem. That honestly, like for me, and this is a person that's like actually in the building, and I'm trying to watch like what you're doing, yeah, yeah, or I'm yeah. trying to watch yeah. what is actually captivating to me of a performance that's going on. Because like whatever, a lot of people they like to call it wrestling. To mm-hmm. me, I'm like, no, it's really for me, it's performance, and. Mm-hmm. I really like to watch the performance as a whole mm-hmm. and pay attention to it of what's going on. And it's like when I have somebody belligerent next to me that's just like, that's just trying to be funny and no one's laughing at it. It's just like, it comes to a point. And then it comes back on me because I'm ignorant for yelling at the guy nah. that's doing it when it's just like, it always comes down on like the, fr- the with him and his friends yeah. and everything like that, that it just turns out to be this thing where yeah. now it's a back and forth waged war yeah, yeah. between the two of us that I didn't even mean to for, start for in no the first place for yeah. no reason when it's just like, guys, we're just trying to watch the performance here. But I will say out of all the events and venues that we have been to, the loudest crowd, the crowd that is always into it, is the Destiny crowd. Yeah, For nice. the most part, they are fantastic. Yeah, Insane. Nice. There are some bad apples, but the good thing about that crowd is that they don't let the bad apples spoil. No, that's much. the thing. That's and that's what I like. And the thing is too, George is so he's so he does a, such a good job of putting a good show together, and he's got everything like everything covered. So if a guy even tries that right away, they have somebody to talk to, and if he continues, get him out. Yeah, you know I mean, very quietly. Yeah, George has George has blessed George us sweet, with man. with George the ability to be become very sweet. graciously part of the Destiny family, yeah. and we appreciate everything that yeah, he's yeah. done. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. And we appreciate. Awesome we, that's man. why we always big up Destiny as often as yeah, we can. Yeah, always, man, always. They put out great shows. They bring in great guys. Yeah, they give us great matches. I didn't think I'd ever see Strickland and Elgin, you know, what I mean, live right down the street from my house, but. George Seriously, brought, you know what I mean? George brought me that. You what a me? match! What a match! I didn't fancy Pete Dunne again. I'll say this right now. I've, I've I've told a few people. I'll say it now. I don't care if he hears it. I don't care if it looks like I'm sucking dick because I'm not. Josh has been my favorite wrestler since 2012, I believe. So seeing one of my favorite wrestlers wrestle a guy like Pete Dunne live down yeah. to my house because of George. Oh, Shut man. up and take my money. Oh my god, go ahead. Yeah. Here, here's my first paycheck. And my last. I'm gonna give you my next paycheck yeah. too. Just reserve this seat set for me. me I will pay rent set on a monthly basis. Set me, set me up. up. I'll pay the light bill out there, man. Like set me right. up. So in terms of your career <laughs> and all the great, because you fought a lot of greats. You. you have. Yeah. You have, and you've had some great matches. Thank you. And we're gonna touch on the intergender in a bit. We're definitely gonna go over an hour for this one, but it's entertaining as crap. Definitely I want to keep touch it. on the intergender. But that's for sure. The one thing I want to ask. Uh, before we get into the intergender, yeah. is there anybody on the indie scene right now that you have not wrestled that you would love to run a program with? That I haven't wrestled. I want. I want to run a program. I haven't wrestled. Um, I haven't wrestled Josh one on one, like much. Like I've wrestled him one time, and I felt like I want to do more with him. Um, Iron Man match stops. I give you sixty I, minutes. I do Iron Man with Josh. That would be a killer. That would be um, a killer match. I would want to wrestle him. I would want to wrestle Mark Wheeler. He's another one. He's a young gunner. Um, Anton is another young gunner. Uh, Brent uh, uh, Albright. I want to get. It. I want Albright real bad. I was actually um, just gonna say Albright. Yeah, I, mean, I want that, Kobe that Durst. Seems like a huge. Yeah, for I want. Too. I want Albright real bad. I want Kobe Durst real bad. I want all the young guys. Yeah. All the, if you if you're making a little bit of noise and you're a young guy, I want you. Man. You know who you would be. You know what would be awesome match to see in. I think that you two, you two, of you would be fantastic dance partners. Is you and Aiden Prince. <sighs> Ooh, that's my boy too. Yeah, that's my Made boy. Pretty, I would we uh, we actually him. interviewed him a few weeks ago. Such a candid guy. Yeah, and actually hit me up, and I'll even screenshot the DMs if I have to. But hit me up, and he said best podcast he's ever been yeah. on so far. Dope. And we appreciate the love. We do. And that was great. We yeah. I I interviewed him in the women's locker room at <laughs> at, at Destiny at, at, at Destiny yeah. right yeah. before the ritual. Yeah. And it was funny because this lady walked in midway through interview, so we stopped the interview, and she's like, "I just gotta use the bathroom." We're like, "No problem." We're like, "Should we leave?" She's like, "No, it's okay," because they had stalls, doors, whatever. And she comes and starts fixing her hair. 
she put on her lip gloss and I'm like and me and him are just looking at her we're like is this, is this happening yeah and then and then she leaves and, and he just looks at me he goes where were we I'm like I don't know I have to replay the last two minutes and remember because she took so long yeah. but it was just one of those it was one of those hilarious moments yeah. that I look back and laugh but such a candid guy you've been such a candid guy I, yeah, and I now the meat and potatoes of the episode. Let's get it. We're only we're only fifty two minutes in. Fifty two. No, I want to touch it, on because we touched on a little bit on this with Holden. I want to mm-hmm. touch on with you. Intergender wrestling mm-hmm. today is is kind of that gray area. Some people respect it, understand it. Other people don't. What are your thoughts on it? Because a lot. Of, I mean, especially with you guys mm-hmm. in the indie scene, there's only so many girls that the ladies can run through mm-hmm. before they have to. They have to see us. They have to see you. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on that? And um, especially that match that match with Jody Threat was absolute killer. It was a barn burner. It was. It was fantastic. You. But your thoughts on the female talent in the indie scene. And touch on a little bit about your thoughts on that and also your match with Jody Threat and maybe another woman down the line you might want to face. Okay. Good. Um, first of all, I, when I first started training, I had to wrestle my trainer's uh, basically his daughter-in-law. Like I had to train with her all the time because no one else wanted to really touch her. And she was pretty green, so I was always wrestling girls at the beginning. Um, I love intergender matches only because it's it's different dynamics. Jody's yeah. a powerhouse, so you could use. There's different dynamics. Alexia, Alexia, for instance, there's so much dynamics you can use with her because she's smaller. You don't expect her to do much, and then you can end up showing how much stuff she can actually. There's so much things. I'd love to wrestle yeah. Alexia. I'd love to wrestle Jody again. I re- I you know who I want to wrestle too. She's my sweetheart. Vanessa Craven. I love to wrestle Vanessa Craven. Right. <coughs> Sorry. I was supposed to wrestle her when I was like 21. It was a long time ago, and I never got to. And um, I know I could do some cool stuff with her. You know what I mean? Like, I have no problem wrestling the girls. It's fun. It's wrestling. It's a, yeah. if it's if it's if it's all about entertainment, let's entertain in every way we can. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why not have Limelight against Alexia Cole? Maybe I can finally get my kiss off with her. But, or maybe it doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. why not? Why? I don't see why not. If 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 Josh can wrestle um, Jody, you know what I mean? I don't see why a lot of us can't. I yeah. saw... Did, you remember when Kenny wrestles uh, the nine-year-old girl? Wasn't yeah. that fun and entertaining to watch? Did she get killed? No. It yeah. was fun. You put it together in a way that makes sense. Throw it out there. That's it. There's no reason why these... I heard this guy. I don't know what's going on exactly. Like I said, I'm not a social media guy like that. Yeah. But apparently, there's a guy saying he doesn't want to wrestle girls and he quit. Or I'm not. There's a there's girl. a lot of there's a lot of that out there right now. But it's up to the point where yeah. he <laughs> thinks that the girls should stay with the girls and the guys should stay with the guys. If this was boxing. Mix it. If this was boxing or yeah. like UFC, okay, I would I, would, I agree with you. you know I mean, you can't have that. But this is this is it's different. Yeah. You know what I mean, this is not that. It's a performance. It's not you really walking up and actually punching a woman in the face. Like, it's literally, that's all it is. You know what I mean? So, like, man, like, I don't see why not. Yeah. I don't see why not. Especially if it makes sense. Especially with you guys breaking well, down that's what, the that's what Holden was saying, right? Holden was saying in the episode we touched them. He was like, "Me and the triple threat with Jody and with Josh, it made sense because Jody and I had already had a little bit. They of had a thing. We had heat going yeah. already. Oh, yeah. So at that point, it just made logical sense to put her in. And you're right, she is a ridiculous powerhouse. She's strong. Her strong. her size yeah. does not advocate what how she, strong she, she is. is. This girl is super duper strong. Like, yo, she's stronger. She's actually stronger than some guys I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know, like, personally, I'm like, this girl will crush you guys any day of the weekend, twice on Sunday. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, why not? I wrestle Jody. I wrestle Spinelli. I love to wrestle Spinelli. Me and Spinelli have a dope match. Me and her get along great. Me and her would have a great match. The chemistry, I think, because she's a performer, and I feel like I'm, I'm like, I guess both. I don't know. But I feel like we can do stuff. Me, me and Spinelli can definitely do stuff. Me and Esther. You're me and both pretty much the same. Bro. You, love to, you love to talk. I like to talk night. shit. Like, she talk likes to talk shit. shit. So just, we so can have dialogue. Do some shit we can do. Like that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Why I can see those matches where you roll out, you each roll out, you go to the corner, and somebody points at somebody, says something, the other one points back and says something, and the crowd's like, I don't know who to cheer for, but I just want to talk. But I don't mind the wrestling, but just talk for a little bit longer. Just the fact that you guys are getting excited about the possibility of a match like that. Now, look what you guys are thinking of. Just just, just that alone lets you know that yeah. Yeah, there's something there. You should hold in on it, man. You gotta, hold in, on, you gotta hold in on where it makes sense. Where it like makes sense. As long and as it give makes you sense. guys a chance to actually go yeah, and tell a story like that. As long as it makes sense. China was what the first intercontinental champion had, and, and she was like like women intercontinental champion yeah. but they, they made it make sense did they try that stuff with Trish or the cat no because it wouldn't make sense but a girl like China 
who's got muscles more than some of the half like half the locker room. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, you know what I mean, so and it's not like it was, but back then where it's like, oh, if a guy loses to a girl, it's no, like then all of a sudden no, that hurts no, his character, no, and then all of a sudden it turns into you know, so Sable, and Sable and Mark Merrill all nah, over again. We're so we're so that past that. We're so past that. Yeah. Like, he, he, obviously, if you lose all the time, it can possibly look bad, but like, who cares, man? Like, but that's the thing is, it's cares? like, who cares? It's just an, it's an it's supposed to be an awesome performance. You can lose a, you can lose all the girls. Everyone makes fun of you, and then. You wrestle some guy who's prominent, whatever. Yeah. And he takes you so lightly, you're gonna beat him. Now you're back here again. Yeah. You see exactly. It takes nothing. You know, it, yeah. it, it it's it that psychological nothing. aspect that comes to the that's, forefront. That, again. That's what it is. You know what I mean? So if you actually take time to, okay, let's do this, this, and then we're getting up here. Who cares, man? The guys, the yeah. Well, Jody, if you're listening to this, we have been trying to reach out with you, so hit us back. We'd Jody have you on the is show. awesome. Jody, come do this podcast. Jody, you'll have a blast. <laughs> Jody, Jody, Jody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess awesome, uh, one question we always run at the tail end of our one question we always awesome. run at the tail end of every interview. We like to play a little game that the animal and I call word association. Word association. We will association throw out to the word. To the word. The word. We, that's actually better. Yeah, yeah. Right on. It's kind of like that. See, you of, like him a little bit more now. A little bit. A little bit. It's like that episode of Full House where it's like team time. <laughs> no, no. Yak with you. Yak with you. Team time. It's like we have a like, friend, Ooh. the best friend meter, and it's like the best friend meter like starts slowly drifting. And then all that's that's the best friend meter. Back up again. Back up again. Oh, they're best friends now. They hate each other. So the way word association works very easy. We're going to throw out wrestlers. Yes. Past, present, future, indie. Pro, all that stuff. We're going to throw it all out there. And you're just going to think of the first word pops into your head. Let's see if you do this. All right, here we go. Ready? I'm going to try, we'll try one off the bat. We'll do the trial run, then we're going to get into it. You ready? Okay. Okay. First one I'm going to do, get her out of the way, Jody Threat. Awesome. Okay. So now you understand how the game works. Are you ready? I got you. Okay, here we go. Seth Rollins. Wonderful guy. Wrestled him once. Wonderful. Nice. Ricochet. Amazing. Amazing. One of a kind. One of a kind for sure. Casey Spinelli. A sweetheart, man, and that's an entertaining chick right there. I mean, she's a sweetheart. Man Jeffrey Tyler. Cole from Shooting Jeffrey Babies. Cole, that's family. That's family that's right fam. there. That's my nephew right there. All right. Um, Brock Lester. Fucking the beast, man. Like, like genetic freak. Like, I, there's so much things you could... He's too much, man. My original bromance is Tread Lightly with this one. Triple H. Triple H? Ah, Triple H. That's a good one, actually. Triple H. What do I think of when I what do I think of when I see Triple H? Honestly, he's a leader. That's what it is with him. You mentioned him earlier in the episode. Coco Beware. Um, Shafted. Booker T. Inspiration. That's my inspiration. Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio. Um, yo, he's one of a kind, man. Athletic as fuck. Bubblegum Princess Alexia Nicole. Bubblegum, oh, she's like the cutest thing. Don't you want to just like put her in a person, just like just, just sit right there, just chill, just don't do nothing. Right. It's funny when we had her here when she sat in the chair, and she looked even tinier in the chair. Okay. And she sat like with her legs crossed on the chair. Question. So. When she sat in this chair, mm-hmm. were her feet able to touch the ground? No. I knew it. And that's why she <laughs> sat cross legged in it. I knew it. <laughs> All right, I got a name Mantar. I don't even remember that. That's word association. That's word association. Lionel Knight, it's been an absolute pleasure. Yo, you guys are awesome. Like I said, the door is now officially open. You are part of the Straight Talk fam. Anytime you want to come back and do it again, we would love to have you. I'm going to. Plus, I want to crash other people's interviews. Absolutely. I'm crashing people. Absolutely. Who's your next guy? Well, we're actually we're crash our interview every day. We're making it. We're making a segment of like we're trying to get some big names. You know, we've thrown out. Uh, feelers to Anthony Corelli, aka Ooh. Santino Morella. We're also trying to get Alicia out too, finalizing nice. that up. Nice. We are trying to get Dang. a Jody Threat. That girl's awesome too. Alicia, uh, uh, Alicia, she's dope. She, I remember when she started to where she's now. That chick is dope. She's hardworking as fuck. You gotta, yeah, yeah. That'd be awesome to see her get an interview because she does all the interviews. Yeah. You guys would be awesome for that. Get Jody here too because Jody's dope. We're just waiting for her to get back to us. Yeah. We're going to keep harassing her. Hey, if you can, I'll just give you ideas. Okay. Guys. We'll talk about that after the show. After we don't want to give away our secrets. No, 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 no. 
strictly business. business. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Black Lavender secrets can't get revealed until can't after get revealed, the podcast. Can't get revealed, man. Right? Right? Yeah, that's it. That's it. I can't reveal the Black Lavender. All right, guys. <laughs> as always, I am your host, George McKay. Thank you so much for listening. You know my cohort. Steve the Animal Mitchell. And our special guest. Black Lavender Lionel Knight. Don't get mad. Just get used to it. Now. <laughs> and, and don't forget, shout out all your uh, your social medias. I'm on I'm on Instagram, Lionel Knight Baby. I'm on Twitter, Lionel Knight Baby. <sighs> There's other stuff I can't There's other stuff. We'll find, once we'll you lock, we'll, link into one, you link into the rest. Yeah, exactly. There you go. All right, guys. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode. And until then, stay safe, stay passionate, and love wrestling. Stay Peace safe. out, guys. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Catch us every Wednesday at 7.30 on Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Also, be sure to follow us on our social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling and Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. Wrestling!